God's blessings to you this day. This is Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Park, California, and uh, we are continuing on here in Small Catechism Live as we are in Apostles' Creed Article 2. Uh, today we're going to speak of Jesus is God. Why is that so important that Jesus is God and, well, not created after the fact, or is the incarnation true? Why is the incarnation so important? Um, I think at the end of the day, we'll probably talk about that next week. But uh, today, we're really going to just simply ask, why or what does it mean to confess that Jesus is true God? And that is what we are going to study today. Thank you for joining me this day, wherever, however, in any which way ever you are joining me here. But may this go well with you. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for your grace, that your grace Uh, The Word made flesh has come to us uh, to give us life in your name. Thank you, O Lord, for your faithfulness, uh, for your word, for your promise, knowing that you sent your Son, the one true God, fully into man to be the sacrifice for our sins. Bless us, O Lord, in the promise of this gospel. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends. uh, Today, Jesus is God. Now, I know uh, a lot of people will say that Jesus existed. Uh, Jesus, uh, what? He was a good man. Uh, He was a good, uh, let's say, prophet, uh, people would say. Uh, He did a lot of good things. He might have even done miracles, people say. And, um, of course, those are all true. Uh, But when it comes to Jesus is God, that kind of draws a line in the sand for many people, right? So... When we talk about Jesus as God, why is this so important? You know, after all, when we, when we talk about the creeds, uh, uh, we, we very well know the false teaching that was swirling around at the time. And, and one of them was that Jesus was created after the fact, that he is surely not God, but he was created. Now, um, this is very, the implication of this is very important. The understanding that Jesus is God uh, is, well, paramount to our faith, right? And I uh, lovingly uh, wrote this chart out for you because I'm all about charts. If I was a coach, man, I would love the whiteboard as a coach, right? A football coach. But anyways, as a theological coach, I guess you'd call it. I don't know if I don't like that word coach. But as a theological guide, here is what we have today. Now, if you want to follow along here in your catechism, uh, page 166 of the 2017, or if you have the old school 91, um, page 126. So in the, in the uh, 2017, uh, you can follow along on page 166. In the 1991, you can go to 126. All right? Very good. So, Jesus is true God. What, number one, where does it say in the Bible that Jesus is true God? I wrote them out for you, not all of it, because I ran out of space, but John 1, in the beginning, in the arcade, there was the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. This Word is Jesus. Clear, right? John 10, uh, I believe this is... Uh, Uh, The Good Shepherd narrative, I and the Father are one. All right, so again, uh, not separate, not created, but one. 
John 17, verse 21, Jesus' high priestly prayer, right? Uh, what does it say right there? He is praying for the disciples. He's praying also for the world that they all may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. This oneness right here, right? So again, we, we see that, uh, uh, that Jesus is God. Uh, Colossians 2, if we want to get out of John and go to a different book. Colossians 2, 9 to 10. For in him, in Christ. Remember we talked about last week, Christ, anointed one, Christus. The whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And this is the incarnation, right? The word made flesh that dwelt among us, John chapter 1, 14. 14? Um, and uh, clearly, uh, when we uh, speak of Jesus as God, it's going to bug me if I don't get that right. Yes, I did get it right. John 1, 14. Skate with us. Tabernacled, dwelt among us. The word did. Bodily, full, Jesus is God. Now, what does this all mean? Why is it important that Jesus is God? Not only is, uh, uh, does it shows us that he, is, uh, he has existed, as we read in the Catechism, uh, from all eternity and together with the Father and the Spirit created the entire universe and everything within it, right? So, of course, uh, Jesus is God shows us that he was uh, in the beginning, Right? Uh, in this eternal, uh, first and the last, in the beginning, at creation, there Jesus was uh, in that creative power of this whole universe. Um, and he is God. Now, why is this so important? If Jesus was simply human, simply human, not God, we go to this next piece of, of, of Bible verse and, and ask, can he be the sufficient sacrifice, can he be the Savior if he was not God in the flesh? If it was just like uh, a someone, a human being who is born of just simply parents, um, is that possible that he can be the sacrifice, the Savior of the world? Right? See, the identity of Christ is very important when it comes to the Apostles' Creed, Article 2, because there, when we talk about, I believe in God the Father, Almighty Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit. Right? And this is, uh, again, uh, the, the gift uh, of of uh, the, the, the promise of God as God to man as Jesus was conceived um, in Mary's womb uh, by that will and act of God apart from a human father. That Jesus was in this blessed incarnation, the word made flesh, dwelling in man, but yet, uh, uh, yet he was also full, uh, full God, right? Full God and full man. And, and here we see, because of his identity... Because of his identity, um, there we see the sufficiency of the ransom, right? The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve as a ransom for many, right? 
What is the proper ransom? It is the perfect sacrifice. Who is the perfect sacrifice? It, it is Jesus, God and man, right? The God-man. Not just the man, because we very well know if it's simply a human being, all have fallen short, for all have sinned, fall short to the glory of God. This would not be the acceptable sacrifice, the ransom payment for our sins, right? Mark 10, 45 shows us that this is why Jesus came um, to be the ransom. That is, we are held hostage in our sin and we cannot buy our way out. We need to be purchased and won for by the redemption, Article 2, redemption, redeemer, the ransom, that ransom needs to be paid off by the only one who can actually pay that ransom. And it is God who makes his way into the world, into this flesh, to be that ransom for you. Right? So Jesus as God is very important. Jesus, his identity as God is very important. Because if he's created after the fact, if he's simply just a human being, the whole salvation story of our faith falls apart. Right? When it comes to the curse, Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Right? Who can take upon our curse? Can I take upon your curse? Can you take upon my curse and go to the cross? The answer is no. Right? It's only Jesus because he is God coming to man, dwelling in the flesh, the incarnation. And there we see the full fullness of deity dwells bodily. And this is our Lord so that he can be the sacrificial lamb who takes upon our curse, that curse that, well, needs uh, to be destroyed by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through his death and resurrection, right? All right, 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19, right? What does that read? It reads right here, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Remember, blemish or spot, what does that go to? It reminds you of what? The Passover lamb in the Old Testament, that they were to sacrifice uh, the very animal without blemish or spot. Blood on the doorpost and lintel. The angel of the destroyer would pass over these houses with blood right? Uh, saving them from any further destruction. And in the same way, this would be, this Passover lamb was looking forward to John 1 29, behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, that he is without spot or blemish because he is sinless, because he is holy, because he is our God. He is our Lord, right? And what does, uh, what does, uh, 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 Thomas say after he sees Jesus, remember, I, I need to see his marks on his side and his hands, then I will believe. And he says, oh Lord, oh Lord, right? My God. After he sees these things. Again, it, it is because he is uh, uh, God that he can do such things. That he is the perfect sacrifice. And what does this mean for every one of you? Because of his identity, because of what he has done as true God, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, right? Right there, the incarnation. Because he is God in man, in the flesh, there we have our assurance, knowing that his ransom, that he paid the sufficient cost for our ransom through his body, that he took upon our curse of sin and death, Right upon himself, and he went to the cross, lifted high upon the tree to die for all of them. 
And because he is God, he is without spot or blemish. And that means he is the perfect and acceptable sacrifice to God for the forgiveness of our sins. Right? No one else could die for you, only Christ. Because of who he is. Begotten, not made. Right? And we say that in the Nicene Creed. Begotten, not made. And this is the picture of who you are um, as, um, as a child of God. So remember that this day. I know uh, I'm going to try to cut it short here. Uh, but remember, Jesus is God. Right? This, is, this, this all shows us clearly who our Lord is as he is one with the Father, as he is God. And the result of that is why he came to this world. Right? And this is all for your comfort and assurance, knowing full well that indeed, by the work of Christ as true God, he came into the form of man to be your Savior. And you know this. I mean, you are assured and greatly comforted by this because of his identity that he is true God. Not only does he overcome our sin, but also death and the devil. Because he is God, right? Not only does he die, but three days later destroy this temple and three days I will raise it up again. He indeed raises from the dead because he is our savior. He is God and he overcomes death and crushes the head of Satan on that very cross and also approving it in his resurrection. And this is the picture of your God, right? So when Jesus, I think the world proclaims or portrays Jesus as simply a man, but, of course, as we studied here, it's, it's way more than that. Because as God, he came down to man, and that is through Jesus Christ, to do all these things. Because we cannot do them ourselves. We need the Savior, the one true God. Jesus is God. And therefore, as God, he is triumphant and victorious over his own, uh, over death, uh, over the power of the devil, and over our sin. That is what Jesus has done for us uh, through his his work upon the cross and the empty tomb. All right. Uh, Well, um, I I think that's, I think we'll, we'll stop there today. But remember that this day. Uh, Next week, we'll talk about Jesus is man. What does that mean, right? Uh, What does it mean that Jesus is man? And we'll talk about that next week. But remember, identity of Jesus is very important because there flows your assurance and your comfort knowing who you are under what he has done for you as our God-man, Jesus Christ, right? So, Yes, meditate upon this, study it, go over it, and there you will find his sufficient work for you. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for this word. Bless us, O Lord, this day um, as you are our God who sent the Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, to be uh, the one who took upon our curse to pay the ransom price. And of course, without spot or blemish, to be the one who shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Bless us in what you have done. And 
Lead us, O Lord, always in the promise that is of Jesus Christ. For all these things we are thankful. We pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, thank you for joining me today. And again, remember, join me uh, tomorrow for our uh, Genesis Bible study uh, for Fourth Kids Friday as well. And uh, please be on the lookout for our live service on Sunday as well. But hopefully this goes well with you. Uh, really uh, see how the identity of, uh, of Christ as one true God really does translate and how important it is as it translates to what he has done and how that all connects together. This is very important. Because trust me, there's a lot of people in this world that believe that Jesus is not God. And that's where it totally changes the, the, the salvation story. Well, it ends the salvation story if Jesus is not God. Because, well, the resurrection, um, yeah, that, that would be another story, right? All right. So anyways, uh, have a wonderful day. God bless you all. Pray for you all. Until next time, this is Pastor Ernie Jung here at Faith Luther Church in Moore Park, California. Thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful day. And until next time. Adios and goodbye. Thanks for listening to these Small Catechism Live devotions. We hope this helps you as you continue to grow and study the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us online at faithmoorpark.com.